Emmeline is already tearing off her sneakers. If we do get some horrible disease and you have to have your legs amputated, I'll visit you every day. Pimp out your wheelchair, let you have the TV remote. Well, in that case, how can I refuse? It's not that hard for once. No, I think I'll pass. You have no sense of adventure. I hear the chirp of my phone, perfectly timed to save me from Emmeline's attempts to talk me round, which usually end up with me doing something that results in detention, grounding, injury. One time, when we were on a school trip to the Globe Theatre to see As You Like It, and Emmeline forced me to join her in her one-woman mosh pit, I scored the hat-trick. When I retrieve my phone from the depths of my bag, Mark's face is flashing up on my screen. I got sunshine on a cloudy day, he sings when I answer. Babe, have you made it to Crystal Palace yet? Yeah, it took ages. Not even on the overground, but a proper train. Let it go, Sonny, says Emmeline, who, thank God, is putting her converse back on as she's obviously given up on walking with dinosaurs. Least you could do after making me stay around yours this week. You like staying around mine. Emmeline's mum works nights, and Emmeline's older sister, Mary. Emmeline's mum is really into women's issues, so she named her daughters after Mary Wollstonecraft, 18th century feminist, and Emmeline Pankhurst, leader of the suffragettes. Emmeline feels that she got the rough end of that deal. Commandeers the lounge with her revolting boyfriend. They always end up horizontal on the sofa, snogging wetly, so coming over to mine isn't exactly a hardship. Sonny, stop talking to Em and start talking to me, your boyfriend. Remember me? I smile. I'm hardly likely to forget you. Good, I'm glad to hear it. So you're only going to stay an hour, aren't you? Then you're coming back to civilization like we agreed. It's not often that Mark acts like he's pining for me. I wish it happened more. Can't believe you had to trek to Crystal Palace tonight of all nights. Yeah, but Em and I have an arrangement. She protected me from intruders all week, and so this evening I act as her wingman. I could have protected you from intruders, Mark points out. He makes a funny noise, half choke, half giggle. Could have done other things too, a whole week of doing other things. But I wasn't sure that I wanted to do other things. I glance over at Emmeline, who never has a problem with shamelessly listening to other people's phone calls, or my phone calls specifically, but she's frowning at Google Maps on her phone, bottom lip caught between her teeth, her fringe sticking to her forehead in damp, blonde clumps. But are you sure now? Mark's voice goes up squeaky high at the end of the sentence, like he's nervous. I mean, you want to? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you still want to, right? Well, only if you want to. Mark sounds like he'd be cool with it if I said no, but freaking out a bit doesn't seem like a good enough reason to say no. But I'm totally up for it. Figuratively, not literally. Yeah, actually, I'm literally up for it. Or I will be. You know what I mean. It makes me feel better that Mark, who's always so sure of himself, so clear of purpose, so straightforward, is freaking out a bit too. I'd be offended if you weren't literally up for it. Oh, I will be, I promise. I hope that sex becomes less terrifying once you've done it, because never before has one word had the power to strike this much terror in my heart. Not even words like retakes or gusset or cauliflower. So I'm going to buy some, you know, condoms, and I was wondering if you had any, like, preferences. Preferences? You what? 
ribbed or coloured, maybe not coloured because that would be weird. Or if you're allergic to latex, you can get these special non-latex ones. Mark spits out the words. You're not allergic, are you? I don't think so. Maybe just get the ones that don't let out any sperm. I'm amazed that I managed to say it in a calm voice, but then I giggle because this is such a surreal conversation and also proves that my mum's so-called special mother's intuition is obviously broken. Mark is lovely, and he's being all informed and responsible about us not catching any revolting diseases of the genitals or me getting pregnant. In short, he's being a god among boyfriends. Okay, Mark says. I'll get those ones. Shall we meet in the Lock Tavern at eleven? Yeah, I'll see you then. And you'll help me varnish the shed and finish clearing up any traces of meat left in the barbecue tomorrow morning? I think I...